0: Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 100. This week, we're going to read 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read these letters of Paul, we pray that we would understand a little bit about his heart for you, his desire to encourage others to serve you we pray that we would be people who are passing on your good news to others who will continue to pass these things on and spread your gospel your good news and glorify you we pray this through jesus amen paul's second letter to the thessalonians chapter one paul sylvanus and timothy to the assembly of the Thessalonians in God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to always give thanks to God for you, brothers, even as it is appropriate, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of each and every one of you toward one another abounds, so that we ourselves boast about you in the assemblies of God, for your perseverance and faith in all your persecutions, and in the afflictions which you endure. This is an obvious sign of the righteous judgment of God, to the end that you may be counted worthy of God's kingdom, for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay affliction to those who afflict you, and to give relief to you who are afflicted with us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, punishing those who don't know God and to those who don't obey the good news of our Lord Jesus, who will pay the penalty, eternal destruction, from the face of the Lord and from the glory of His might, when He comes in that day to be glorified in His saints and to be admired among all those who have believed, because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we also pray always for you, that our God may count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire of goodness and work of faith with power the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 2 Now, brothers, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be quickly shaken in your mind and not to be troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us, saying that the day of Christ has already come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for it will not be unless the rebellion comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of destruction, he who opposes and exalts himself against all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, setting himself up as God. Don't you remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Now you know what is restraining him, the end that he may be revealed in his own season. For the mystery of lawlessness already works, only there is one who restrains now until he is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will kill with the breath of his mouth, and destroy by the manifestation of his coming, even he whose coming is according to the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deception of wickedness for those who are being lost." because they didn't receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Because of this, God sends them a working of error, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be judged who didn't believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to always give thanks to God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because God chose you from the beginning for salvation, through sanctification of the Spirit, and belief in the truth, to which he called you through our good news, for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm, and hold the traditions which you were taught by us, whether by word or by letter. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work and word. Chapter 3. Finally, brothers, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified, even as also with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and evil men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you both do and will do the things we command, May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and into the perseverance of Christ. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother who walks in rebellion, and not after the tradition which they received from us. For you know how you ought to imitate us, for we didn't behave ourselves rebelliously among you, neither do we eat bread from anyone's hand without paying for it, but in labor and travail, worked night and day, that we might not burden any of you, not because we didn't have the right, but to make ourselves an example to you that you should imitate us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone is not willing to work, don't let him eat. For we hear of some who walk among you in rebellion, who don't work at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are that way, we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they work with quietness and eat their own bread. But you, brothers, don't be weary in doing what is right. If any man doesn't obey our word in this letter, note that man, that you have no company with him, to the end that he may be ashamed. Don't count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and all ways. The Lord be with you all. The greeting of me, Paul, with my own hand, which is the sign in every letter, this is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Paul's first letter to Timothy, chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope to Timothy, my true child in faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I was going into Macedonia, stay at Ephesus that you might command certain men not to teach a different doctrine and not to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than God's stewardship which is in faith. But the goal of this command is love out of a pure heart, and a good conscience, and sincere faith, from which things some, having missed the mark, have turned away to vain talking, desiring to be teachers of the law, though they understand neither what they say, nor about what they strongly affirm. But we know that the law is good, if a person uses it lawfully, as knowing this, that law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for the sexually immoral, for homosexuals, for slave traders, for liars, for perjurers, and for any other thing contrary to the sound doctrine, according to the good news of the glory of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. I thank him who enabled me, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he counted me faithful, appointing me to service. Although I used to be a blasphemer, a persecutor, and insolent, however, I obtained mercy, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. The grace of our Lord abounded exceedingly with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. The saying is faithful and worthy of all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might display all his patience for an example of those who were going to believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I commit this instruction to you, my child Timothy, according to the prophecies which were given to you before, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which, some having thrust away, made a shipwreck concerning the faith, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they might be taught not to blaspheme. Chapter 2 I exhort, therefore, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in high places, that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to full knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony in its own times, to which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth in Christ, not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire, therefore, that the men in every place pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and doubting, in the same way that women also adorn themselves in decent clothing, with modesty and propriety, not just with braided hair, gold, pearls, or expensive clothing, but with good works, which is appropriate for women professing godliness. Let a woman learn in quietness, with full submission. But I don't permit a woman to teach, nor to exercise authority over a man, but to be in quietness. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Adam wasn't deceived, but the woman being deceived has fallen into disobedience. But she will be saved through her childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and sanctification, with sobriety. Chapter 3 This is a faithful saying. Someone who seeks to be an overseer desires a good work. The overseer, therefore, must be without reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, sensible, modest, hospitable, good at teaching, not a drinker, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having children in subjection with all reverence. But how could someone who doesn't know how to rule one's own house take care of God's assembly? Not a new convert, lest, being puffed up, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have good testimony from those who are outside, to avoid falling into reproach and the snare of the devil." Servants, in the same way, must be reverent, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Let them also first be tested, then let them serve, if they are blameless. Their wives, in the same way, must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, and faithful in all things. Let servants be husbands of one wife, ruling their children in their own house as well, For those who have served well, gain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. These things I write to you, hoping to come to you shortly. But if I wait long, that you may know how men ought to behave themselves in God's house, which is the assembly of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Without controversy, the mystery of godliness is great. God was revealed in the flesh, justified in the spirit seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. Chapter 4 But the Spirit says expressly that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, through the hypocrisy of men who speak lies, branded in their own conscience as with a hot iron, forbidding marriage, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified through the word of God and prayer. If you instruct the brothers of these things, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine which you have followed but refuse profane and old wives' fables. Exercise yourself toward godliness, for bodily exercise has some value, but godliness has value in all things, having the promise of the life which is now, and of that which is to come. This saying is faithful and worthy of all acceptance, for to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, because we have set our trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe command and teach these things let no man despise your youth but be an example to those who believe in word in your way of life in love in spirit in faith and in purity until i come pay attention to reading to exhortation and to teaching don't neglect the gift that is in you which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the elders be diligent in these things Give yourself wholly to them, that your progress may be revealed to all. Pay attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Chapter 5 Don't rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, the younger men as brothers, the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are widows indeed. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them learn first to show piety toward their own family and to repay their parents, for this is acceptable in the sight of God. Now she who is a widow indeed and desolate has her hope set on God and continues in petitions and prayers night and day. But she who gives herself to pleasure is dead while she lives. Also command these things that they may be without reproach. But if anyone doesn't provide for his own, and especially his own household, he is denied the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. Let no one be enrolled as a widow under sixty years old, having been the wife of one man, being approved by good works, if she has brought up children, if she has been hospitable to strangers, if she has washed the saint's feet, if she has relieved the afflicted, and if she has diligently followed every good work. But refuse younger widows. When they have grown wanton against Christ, they desire to marry, having condemnation, because they have rejected their first pledge. Besides, they also learn to be idle, going about from house to house, not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. I desire, therefore, that the younger widows marry, bear children, rule the household, and give no occasion to the adversary for insulting for already some have turned away after Satan. If any man or woman who believes has widows, let them relieve them, and don't let the assembly be burdened, that it might relieve those who are widows indeed. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and in teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox when it treads out the grain, and The laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't receive an accusation against an elder, except at the word of two or three witnesses. Those who sin, reprove in the sight of all, that the rest also may be in fear. I command you in the sight of God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the chosen angels, that you observe these things without prejudice, doing nothing by partiality. Lay hands hastily on no one, Don't be a participant in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. Be no longer a drinker of water only, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Some men's sins are evident, preceding them to judgment, and some also follow later. In the same way, also, there are good works that are obvious, and those that are otherwise can't be hidden. Chapter 6 let as many as our bondservants under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and the doctrine not be blasphemed. Those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brothers, but rather let them serve them, because those who partake of the benefit are believing and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and doesn't consent to sound words, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is conceited, knowing nothing, but obsessed with arguments, disputes, and word battles, from which come envy, strife, insulting, evil suspicions, constant friction of people of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Withdraw yourself from such. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we certainly can't carry anything out. But having food and clothing, we will be content with that. But those who are determined to be rich fall into a temptation, a snare, and many foolish and harmful lusts, such as drown men in ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some have been led astray from the faith in their greed, and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, man of God, Flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you confess the good confession in the sight of many witnesses. I command you before God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate testified the good confession, that you keep the commandment without spot, blameless, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, in its own times, he will show, who is the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and eternal power. Amen. Charge those who are rich in this present world that they not be arrogant nor have their hope set on the uncertainty of riches, but on the living God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, that they be ready to distribute, willing to share, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold of eternal life. Timothy, guard that which is committed to you, turning away from the empty chatter and oppositions of what is falsely called knowledge, which some profess, and thus have wandered from the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Paul's Second Letter to Timothy Chapter 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the will of God, according to the promise of the life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, My beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my forefathers did, with a pure conscience. How unceasing is my memory of you in my petitions, night and day, longing to see you, remembering your tears, that I may be filled with joy, having been reminded of the sincere faith that is in you, which lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also. For this cause I remind you that you should stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Therefore don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but endure hardship for the good news, according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before times eternal, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the good news. For this I was appointed as a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this cause I also suffer these things. Yet I am not ashamed... For I know him whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to guard that which I have committed to him against that day. Hold the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me, in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all who are in Asia turned away from me, of whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes, May the Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me diligently and found me. The Lord grant to him to find the Lord's mercy in that day. And in how many things he served at Ephesus, you know very well. Chapter 2 You, therefore, my child, be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me among many witnesses... Commit the same things to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier on duty entangles himself in the affairs of life, that he may please him who enrolled him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes in athletics, he isn't crowned, unless he has competed by the rules. The farmer who labors must be the first to get a share of the crops. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, of the offspring of David, according to my good news, in which I suffer hardship to the point of chains, as a criminal. But God's word isn't chained. Therefore I endure all things for the chosen one's sake, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he can't deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them in the sight of the Lord that they don't argue about words to no profit, to the subverting of those who hear. Give diligence to present yourself approved by God, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, properly handling the word of truth. But shun empty chatter, for it will go further in ungodliness. And those words will consume like gangrene, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, men who have erred concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and overthrowing the faith of some. However, God's firm foundation stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from unrighteousness. Now in a large house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of clay. Some are for honor, and some for dishonor. If any one therefore purges himself from these, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and suitable for the master's use, prepared for every good work flee from youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but refuse foolish and ignorant questionings, knowing that they generate strife. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but be gentle toward all, able to teach, patient, in gentleness correcting those who oppose him. Perhaps God may give them repentance leading to a full knowledge of the truth and they may recover themselves out of the devil's snare, having been taken captive by him to his will. Chapter 3 But know this, that in the last days grievous times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, fierce, not lovers of good, traitors, headstrong, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding a form of godliness but having denied its power. Turn away from these also, for some of these are people who creep into houses and take captive gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Even as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these also oppose the truth. Men corrupted in mind, who concerning the faith are rejected, but they will proceed no further, for their folly will be evident to all men, as theirs also came to be. But you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, steadfastness, persecutions and sufferings, those things that happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. I endured these persecutions. The Lord delivered me out of them all. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you remain in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. From infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for corruption, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that each person who belongs to God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Chapter 4 I command you, therefore, Before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be urgent, in season, and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all patience and teaching. For the time will come when they will not listen to the sound doctrine, but having itching ears will heap up for themselves teachers after their own lusts, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and turn away to fables. But you, be sober in all things, suffer hardship, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry, for I am already being offered. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. From now on the crown of righteousness is stored up for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only but also to all those who have loved his appearing. Be diligent to come to me soon. For Demas left me, having loved this present world, and went to Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for service. But I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus when you come. AND THE BOOKS, ESPECIALLY THE parchments. ALEXANDER THE COPPERSMITH DID MUCH EVIL TO ME. THE LORD WILL REPAY HIM ACCORDING TO HIS DEEDS, OF WHOM YOU ALSO MUST BEWARE, FOR HE GREATLY OPPOSED OUR WORDS. AT MY FIRST DEFENSE NO ONE CAME TO HELP ME, BUT ALL LEFT ME. MAY IT NOT BE HELD AGAINST THEM. BUT THE LORD STOOD BY ME AND STRENGTHENED ME, THAT THROUGH ME THE MESSAGE MIGHT BE FULLY PROCLAIMED, AND THAT ALL THE GENTILES MIGHT HEAR so I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila, and the house of Onesephorus. Erastus remained at Corinth, but I left Trophimus at Melita sick. Be diligent to come before winter. Eubulus salutes you, as do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. Paul's Letter to Titus, Chapter 1 Paul, a servant of God, and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's chosen ones and the knowledge of the truth which is according to godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who can't lie, promise before time began, but in his own time revealed his word in the message, with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God our Savior, to Titus, my true child according to a common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. I left you in Crete for this reason, that you would set in order the things that were lacking, and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. If anyone is blameless, the husband of one wife, having children who believe, who are not accused of loose or unruly behavior, for the overseer must be blameless as God's steward, not self-pleasing, not easily angered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for dishonest gain, but given to hospitality, a lover of good, sober-minded, fair, holy, self-controlled holding to the faithful word which is according to the teaching, that he may be able to exhort in the sound doctrine, and to convict those who contradict him. For there are also many unruly men, vain talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision whose mouths must be stopped, men who overthrow whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for dishonest gainsake. One of them, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and idle gluttons. This testimony is true. For this cause, reprove them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not paying attention to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn away from the truth. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess that they know God, but by their deeds they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. Chapter 2 But say the things which fit sound doctrine, that older men should be temperate, sensible, sober-minded, sound in faith, in love, and in perseverance, and that older women likewise be reverent in behavior, not slanderers nor enslaved to much wine, teachers of that which is good, that they may train the young wives to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sober-minded, chaste, workers at home, kind, being in subjection to their own husbands, that God's word may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the younger men to be sober-minded, In all things, be showing yourself an example of good works. In your teaching, be showing integrity, seriousness, incorruptibility, and soundness of speech that can't be condemned, that he who opposes you may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say about us. Exhort servants to be in subjection to their own masters, and to be well-pleasing in all things, not contradicting, not stealing, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to the intent that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we would live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. Say these things, and exhort, and reprove with all authority. Let no one despise you. Chapter 3 Remind them to be in subjection to rulers and to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, not to be contentious, to be gentle, showing all humility toward all men. For we were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love toward mankind appeared, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This saying is faithful, and concerning these things I desire that you affirm confidently so that those who have believed God may be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men, which on foolish questionings, genealogies, strife, and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Avoid a factious man after a first and second warning, knowing that such a one is perverted and sins, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychicus, be diligent to come to me to Nicopolis, for I have determined to winter there. Send Zenus the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey speedily, that nothing may be lacking for them. Let our people also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they may not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Paul's letter to Philemon. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker to the beloved Apthia, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the assembly in your house. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, hearing of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus, and toward all the saints, that the fellowship of your faith may become effective in the knowledge of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus for we have much joy and comfort in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you brother therefore though i have all boldness in christ to command you that which is appropriate yet for love's sake i rather beg being such a one as paul the aged but also a prisoner of jesus christ i beg you for my child whom i have become the father of in my chains onesimus who once was useless to you but now is useful to you and to me i am sending him back therefore receive him that is my own heart whom i desired to keep with me that on your behalf he might serve me in my chains for the good news but i was willing to do nothing without your consent that your goodness would not be as of necessity but of free will for perhaps he was therefore separated from you for a while, that you would have him forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much rather to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you count me a partner, receive him as you would receive me. But if he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, put that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand, I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self, besides. Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord, refresh my heart in the Lord. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even beyond what I say. Also, prepare a guest room for me, for I hope that through your prayers I will be restored to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.